All right. Hey, can we lift up a shout of praise for Jesus Christ, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. His presence is here in this space. And before you sit down, make some noise and help me say hello to everybody watching this online right now. Show them some love. And a special shout out to Eric and Dakota Robinson, all the way from Denver, who cannot be here today, but my goodness, do we love you guys. All right, give away two winks and then be seated, please. And welcome to church. It's so good to see you guys. My name is Doug Weckenman, and if I haven't met you, I would love to meet you. Please come say hi. Happy New Year's. Happy 2021. Anybody else just psyched out of their minds about that? I know I am. I love New Year's, and uh, there's nothing, something magical about a new year, but there is something very, very powerful about a new year. There's something about new beginnings that God uh, spoke into the cadence of his creation because fresh starts just seem to give possibility and vision and hope to the human heart. And I think God made it that way on purpose because I think he knew that we need it. And so whoever you are, wherever you've been, whatever you've done, um, I don't even know why you think it is that you're in this space today, but I can confidently tell you, you have a home at this church. And I believe with all my heart, you're in the right place at the right time to hear the greatest news in the history of good news to start off your brand new year. And at this church, we are imperfect people pursuing a perfect God. And we believe every human being, so you, we believe you are made for four things, to experience God to find family, to discover purpose, and then to go lead and make a difference in this world, caught up in a story that is bigger than you. And we exist to make heaven more crowded by helping as many people as possible integrate those four kingdom concepts into the one story that you get to write through your life. Let me show you Ephesians chapter 2. Verses seven through 10, I'm gonna read this from Eugene Peterson's paraphrase. I love how he says it. Now God has us where he wants us. You're in the right place at the right time today. With all the time in this world and the next to shower grace and kindness upon us in Christ Jesus. Why do drugs when you can do scripture? That was cheesy, it was. For whatever reason, I feel like I'm supposed to say if, if you're in here and you're battling drug addiction right now, do not give up. The fight is not over. You keep picking yourself up and you keep coming back into this space. You have a home here. Our doors are open and I'm believing sooner than later there will come a point in your testimony where you tell stories about how you used to be an addict until you encountered the grace of God. He showered you with his grace and kindness upon us in Christ Jesus. Keep coming. Keep fighting. Saving is all his idea and all his work. All we do, my, my Apple Watch keeps talking to me, sorry. <laughs> Not today, devil. While we're in, the, we're in the middle of God's word, you know. Saving is all his idea and all his work. All we do is trust him enough to let him do it. I love that. It's God's gift from start to finish. We do not play the major role. If we did, we'd probably go around bragging that we'd done the whole thing. No, that doesn't sound like Christians. No, we neither make nor save ourselves, right? 
God does, God does both the making and the saving. He creates each of us by Christ Jesus to join him in the work he does, the good work he has gotten ready for us to do, work we had better be doing. The sermon is called, You Gotta Work It. You gotta work it. You gotta work it, Zach. Christian, if you're taking notes right now, please be very careful to include the exclamation point at the end of that title. Very important. You gotta work it. So let's pray. God, we love you so much. I pray for a spirit of freshness and new beginnings over every person beneath the sound of my voice right now. Heaven, would you break out, not just corporately today, but individually this year, ignite revival in the hearts of every person in our church. We love you so much. We pray this in the powerful name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. All right, well, you know you live in the right city when every season is golfing season. Who am I preaching to right now? Where are you at? It really is the greatest game that there is, you guys. You can play it for your entire life. My grandpa is 90 and still plays golf once or twice a week, which I just think is so awesome. It's awesome. You get to sip on a nice, cold, frothy Gatorade while you play, right? While you drive around in glorified go-karts. I, I wish I was there back in the day when the golf cart was invented. It's like one dude had an epiphany. You guys, I just realized how we can take absolutely all the exercise out of this sport. Mini cars, man. You don't even have to walk to your ball anymore. You get to hang with your friends in the middle of God's creation. I can make an argument. It really is more of a spiritual discipline than it is a hobby or a sport in the first place. You can take five shots to get out of the woods, three putt, and still put yourself down for a bogey. You know what I mean, E? This guy knows what I'm talking about right here. Why? Because nobody cares how good you are or what your score is because it's not the PGA Tour. It really is the best game that you can play. And that brings me to this right here. I got a new golf club last week. So I'm not sure if you know anything about this. I'm not sure what you think you're looking at right now, guys, but this is a big deal. This right here is a Callaway Jaws 56 degree sand wedge. Not sandwich, common mistake, sand wedge. And clubs do not get much fancier than this right here. The latest technology with the most aggressive groove design in golf to take spin and control to the next level. I'm just reading Callaway's description from their website, right? Because they're our sponsors this weekend. Not that they pay me. In fact, I gave them all of my Christmas money a couple weeks ago for this. Dave Ramsey is fuming right now. But the raw chrome club finish reduces glare, is a popular choice on the PGA Tour, and generates outstanding feel and precision. I read that description and I thought, well, this will fix my game. This will fix my golf game. No more shanking my approach shots 85 degrees to the right. No more three attempts to get out of any given sand traps. Ethan knows what I'm talking about right here. Look out, world. Doug Weckenman just became a good golfer, except I played golf with it last week. I stepped up on the first hole, a beautiful par four, took out my driver and piped a perfect 275-yard drive, landed on the middle of the fairway. I'm 80 yards out from the green, which means it's time 
Pulled out my Callaway Jaws 56 degree sandwich. If you're still thinking sandwich, get that out of your head, right? Sandwich. And I prayed away the demons of bad golf in Jesus' name, stood confidently over my golf ball, thought, what would Tiger do? I swung through and shanked it straight to the right onto the fairway of the next hole. And if you have no idea what that means, just know that's really, really bad, okay? It's actually impressive how bad that, it's easier to stick the green than to do what I just did. (laughs) And I kid you not, for a split second, I actually thought, stupid club, doesn't work. I'm a Callaway consumer victim. Oh, I tried that club. It didn't work for me. No. Just so we're all on the same page. No. You didn't work it. Oh, I I, I tried the gym. I tried cardio. Didn't work for me. No. You didn't work it. Oh, I tried eating healthy. I tried reading more and watching less Netflix. I tried saving for a down payment. I tried meditation. It didn't work for me. No, you didn't work it. I hear people say this all the I used to say this. I tried church. Didn't work for me. I tried fasting. Got hungry. Didn't work for me. I tried reading my Bible for 10 whole minutes, two months ago, got nothing, waste of time, didn't work for me. No, you, got, you have to hear me. You didn't work it. Look right at me. If you worked it, it would have worked. I'm not surprised you read your Bible once and got nothing. I'm not surprised by that, but I would be shocked if you read it every day this year and you weren't a happier, humbler, stronger, kinder, wiser, more joyful, peaceful, and complete version of you 12 months from now than you are today. You gotta work it. Church, on this side of heaven, golf clubs do not get much better than this, okay? God gave me two words last week, driving range. There's nothing wrong with the club. You just got to work it. Today, we're kicking off a brand new series of talks called stay in the loop, emphasis on the word stay. Because the idea is you gotta work it. You gotta stay with it. Because faith is not a a painting you hang on your wall and admire. Faith is something gritty, something that you pull out of the bag and use. Faith is something that you practice. You understand as Christians, we are not living for the next Sermon quick fix or the next quick fix kind of book. We're not crossing our fingers hoping we're gonna be transformed in one night. We are committed to growing over time by staying in the loop. John chapter 15, verse four. You won't see this on the screen. I want you to hear me read this to you. This is Jesus. Remain in me. That word remain synonymous with the word stay. I Googled it, trust me. You're gonna hear it four times in one verse. Remain in me as I also remain in you. Stay in the loop. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit. Fruit, by the way, your legacy, the things God does through your life that outlive your life. You cannot bear fruit 
unless you remain in me. God has a plan for you, for you specifically to grow as a person. Maybe nobody's told you this. I, I, I know this to be true. God wants your life to thrive even in a difficult world. He wants you to walk in purpose. He wants you to make a difference in this world and find yourself caught up in something bigger. He wants you to do it surrounded by people that you love. He wants to give you the desires of your heart. He wants your story to get caught up in his story. These are kingdom concepts that your soul is made for. And if at the deepest level of who you are, your soul just like senses, I know there's more out there. I know that there's more for me. That is your sixth sense called faith. And it senses the more that is out there that is beckoning you forward. And I'm telling you, the way you walk in it is actually not found in the new bright and shiny thing. It's actually found in more of the same thing, remaining in God. Think about this. The phrase going through the motions gets a bad rap. The phrase same old, same old gets a bad rap, makes our souls like yawn. But if you think about it, going through the motions is only bad if the motions are bad, right? I'm telling you, if you stayed in a loop of good motions this year, you'd see every resolution that you have come to pass. If you stayed in the loop of the same old, same old, I bet your soul would actually stop yawning for the first time in a long time. You gotta work it. And that right there requires discipline. Discipline. I said that quietly because we don't always like the word discipline. That can be a, a heavy word that crushes my free spirit. We're not in the military, pastor. Discipline? No. But you do have a version of you you want to be. A version of you you know God made you to be. Godlier, off drugs, off porn, off approval addiction, 25 pounds lighter, a consistent prayer life, financially free, happier, more like Jesus, not just less anxious, but not anxious, more, and like, and you know how you get there from A to B is discipline. John Maxwell would say it this way, inspiration gets you going, but discipline is what keeps you growing. I'll say it this way, routines eat resolutions for breakfast. Sorry, John Maxwell, I like that better. Routines eat resolutions for breakfast. Why? Why? Because it's not your dreams. It's your disciplines that determines your destinations. So what is a discipline? Here's a quote by John Mark Comer. A discipline is any activity that I can do by direct effort that will eventually enable me to do that which currently I cannot do by direct effort. It's not that you can't run a marathon. It's that you can't run a marathon yet. But if you stayed in the loop of the right motions, you could run a marathon by June. It's not that you can't speak a foreign language. It's that you can't do it yet. But if you stayed in the loop of the right motions, you could be fluent in Spanish three years from now. 
Back when my wife and I, when Sam and I were dating long distance, I lived in Laguna Beach, she lived in Boulder, and I don't know if there's anybody in here doing the long distance thing. I know it's tough, I know it's brutal. There will come a day where you will be glad you went through it. It built us and strengthened us in so many cool ways, but at the time, in the moment, it was not fun. And if you do long distance and you only get to see each other one weekend out of every year, you put a lot of planning and forethought into that weekend. And you talk about it, all the things you're gonna do the long walks on the, the beach at sunset, sneaking into private beaches after, after sunset, all the restaurants you're gonna go eat at, down to the meal that you're gonna order. And I told Sam, we were like three weeks out from her coming to visit me in Laguna, and I said, babe, when you come out here, I'm teaching you how to surf. And so I actually gave her a push-up regiment. I'm a hopeless romantic, I know, what can I say? Because to surf, you need to push up and pop up on the board, right? And so I said, babe, drop and give me 10 once a day. And she texted back, ha, 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 you're an idiot and I can't do that. And I said, it's not that you can't do it, it's that you can't do it yet. But here's what you can do. You can drop down five times a day and give me two. How many wish that was like all you had to do to stay in shape, right? One day, new earth, guys, one sit-up, and bam, abs for eternity, I promise you. And I, I think she did it because she showed up three weeks later, and homegirl, I, I kid you not, I'm, I'm not making this up, homegirl popped up on every single wave she caught like she's in the movie Blue Crush or something. This is the magic of discipline. It changes you into the kind of person who can do what you previously could not do. Day stacking is a term in the world of entrepreneurs. It means small things done daily is infinitely, infinitely, infinitely more important than big things done every once in a while. Because the days stack and add up. Craig Rochelle has a quote. He says, successful people do consistently what everybody else does occasionally. I'll say it this way. I'll get in your business a little bit. The, 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 the godliest people you know who are just so full and so free and so kind, like their worlds are just so big and they're so at peace, so much joy just radiating from who they are. Those people pursue God daily in ways you only do when you feel like it. And I only do when I feel like it. Church, we are not hoping to change overnight. We are committed to growing over time. It's not that I can't hit this club. It's that I can't hit it yet. So here's where we transition. I ask this question. Okay, so what does that mean, though, for our community? I'm so glad you asked. At Red Rocks Church, we have a vision, a lot of you know it. If not, we're gonna put it up on the screen. Here's our vision as a church. We exist to make heaven more crowded and earth more whole. I love that vision, man. It's why we do what we do. This is why we get out of bed in the morning. This is why we give and serve and sacrifice and build and lead because there's a lot of people out there, real people, real souls with real stories in our apartments, in our gyms, at our places of work who are on a real search for a real solution to this incompleteness that they cannot fix. 
people who have maybe tried religion, but not necessarily Jesus. And those people are moving by the thousands to Austin, Texas, running from the very thing their souls are actually looking for. So what if we could build a front porch to welcome them home? What if we could create a space where you, where me, where everybody could experience what Paul said in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 7. Here it is again. Now God has us right where he wants us. What if we could create that space with all the time in this world and the next to shower grace and kindness upon us in Christ Jesus? What if people could meet Jesus and get saved here? And then what if we had a story, a journey, a system to invite them into once that happens? A story, a journey full of family and full of purpose in this together, making heaven more crowded and earth more whole right now. What was it that Paul said? Not just the next life, but this life right now. That's the vision. That's the, that's the what. And the remainder of this series is all about the how. It's so key that we ask that question. As individuals, resolutions are the what. And we love talking about, I, I love it too. I geek out for resolutions every single January, but rarely do we talk about the what, or I'm sorry, the how. When you could argue it's the how, not the what, that's gonna determine the outcome. So it's key that we ask this question. You type A people are about to love me for the next two minutes. At Red Rocks Church, we have a system, if you will, to deliver our vision. We have a how to deliver the what. God is not just a God. Some of you are gonna love that. Uh, he's not just a God of big and lofty and ethereal ideas and ideals and one-liners, your God is actually practical. Your God is organized. Your God gets things done. He got his nickname Waymaker because he makes ways, right? He is a God of systems. Systems are spiritual from, from the sacrificial system to microsystems like photosynthesis to the 11 major organ systems in the human body from ecosystems all the way to the solar system. Systems make things happen. And for you individually, whatever your resolutions are, your plans for this year and a fresh start, listen to me, you will not rise to the level of your dreams this year. You will fall to the level of your discipline this year. Okay, how about us as a church? This is so, like, no matter how great our vision is, and it's pretty great, I love, but we will not rise to the level of our vision. We will fall to the level of our system because the system, whatever system that you have in your life right now, it's perfectly designed to get you exactly where you are right now. And if you want to get somewhere else, you need to redesign that system to get you to where you're going. Systems deliver the vision. So here is our system at Red Rocks Church in four parts. Experience God, find family, 
discover purpose, and go lead. We exist to make heaven more crowded and earth more whole by helping as many people as possible experience God, find family, discover purpose, and and go lead and make a difference in the world. It's these four kingdom concepts that we believe every human being is made to live out, and that's gonna have different spices and different flavors for every single one of us as individuals, but these concepts you are made for. And I wanna show you right now that they are thematically featured throughout the entire Bible, including this Ephesians text we just read. This is the how. This is the how for you. This is the how for us corporately. Because you get one story that you're writing with your one life. And I just believe with all my heart, man, it's gotta have those four things. Experience God, find family, discover purpose, and go lead. Ephesians 2, 8. Saving. I want you to think, experience God when I read this. Saving is all his idea and all his work. Experience God at work within you. He who began the good work in you will be faithful to carry it on to completion. Experience your God at work. All we do is trust him enough. All we do is experience him. We let him do it. It's God's gift from start to finish. At Red Rocks Church, we want to help you experience what God thinks about you by equipping you through weekend services just like this to experience God. One thing you'll hear a lot if you come around here is we, we want, come, come experience what God thinks about you. A.W. Tozer would say, what you believe about God is the most important thing about you. I'll take it a step further. What you believe God believes about you is the most important thing about you. So come to Red Rocks Church. Let's create a space where people can experience what God believes about them. But this is about equipping you, not just for the one hour that you're in here. I mean, it's 10% what happens in here and 90% what you go and do with it in the other 167 hours of your week. If one church service a week is not creating lasting change in your life, it's because it's not designed to. You were not just made to meet your maker. You were made to follow your maker, to do life with him, to encounter and experience him day by day. That's why Jesus came. To be, that's why he came and extended the invitation, follow me. That's why I can say we're not in the business of collecting churchgoers. We are collectively building a community of Jesus followers because he really was God with skin and bone on. And he really did live a perfect life and die a perfect death. And three days later, he really did walk out of his grave having just conquered death and all of sin, opening the the, the door to all of God's presence for you to experience. And he didn't do all of that so you could stand at a distance and watch, right? The love of God is not an ocean to dive in so we could stand on the, the shore and observe from safe distances, The spirit of the living God is not in this space beating in your very heart right now to check church off a list once a week. Church, he did not come to start a religion. He came for relationship, for you and me to remain in him. Your God wants to be experienced. And so I hope you got your resolutions. I got mine, but I hope the theme woven throughout your list of hopes and dreams is knowing 
God more because above every new ad or product that promises to fix you and beyond any new idea or mindset that claims it can complete you, I'm telling you, and we're learning this by trial and error everywhere in the world. Look around. There is only one thing. There is only one thing that can truly do that. There is only one solution, one answer to the broken human heart. One solution to this unquenchable thirst that you have deep inside of you to experience more. There's only one light the darkness of this world cannot overcome. And it's not a new ad or product. It is not a concept. It is a person. And his name is Jesus Christ. And for as long as Red Rocks Austin has a pulse in our heart, we will unapologetically have our doors swing as wide as possible to make it as easy as possible for as many people as possible to come and experience what God thinks about them. I wanna share with you one story that's very personal for us about that. Check out this video. In 2018, I had a series of things happen, relationships fall apart, and really finding myself like totally alone. It's, it's that feeling of feeling alone in a room that you just cannot explain. It's just something, it, no one can get you out of it. A long time ago, uh, I, was, I was like super into church when I was like a teenager. So after a while, I kind of developed some distance between myself and my church. You know, by that time, I had fully become an atheist. My mom, she was diagnosed with stage four colon cancer. Luckily, she's recuperated and it's come back and she's recuperated time and time again. And through the whole process, you know, even up until this day, um, she's remained steadfast in her faith. And it's just been like something really incredible to see like her example of someone who had known that I was very distant uh, from, you know, God or any kind of church. I was trying to rediscover the things that I loved again. Playing music, love playing guitar. I don't think my life would be what it is if it wasn't for the guitar. And rediscovering things that I used to love, I mean, I used to love God. What happened? I had hired this person named Amy. I remember when she told me about Red Rock, she was so excited. At the beginning, I was kind of like, okay, whatever, don't, like, stop it. I don't want to talk about it. But eventually her and I would like have little discussions and, you know, I wouldn't contribute too much. I would just listen. You know, one day she was just like, you know, like you should just come. She extended the invitation. I was like, well, it's rude not to go if she, you know, invited me. Doug was preaching and at a, at a certain point, I just like tuned him out. Like I was just like, I went into this moment where I just realized all of the signs throughout the years of how God has been in my life and corrected course and guided me. Literally every single moment was rushing through my brain at that moment. I was just like, oh. I was just like, I can't let this go again. My life can never go back to the way that, that it was. But I was so lucky to have Amy in my life. I was so lucky to have Jennifer, who's now my wife, in my life, you know, talking to me because I'm a stubborn person. 
And Amy being like, you need to join the worship team because you're a very good guitar player. I've heard you, Doggo. You need to join the worship team. I was like, well, if I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do it right. So I gotta volunteer, I gotta serve. Cause I'm the type, if I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna go all in, right? At first, obviously, very toe, but now I'm in, right? I joined the worship team and I've been on it for about 18 months. And it's really special to be able to do something that you love with people who also love to do that thing for a purpose bigger than yourself. And it's so rare to find that, especially in an age that feels so disposable. The ability to use a talent that I have to build a community that invites people in to change their lives is, is incredible. And I owe everything to uh, God. I owe everything to uh, my friends and it's, like 15 years ago, I would have never thought I was here. I would be here, but <laughs> it's the happiest I've ever been in my life. Isn't that good? Oh man, I love how Dago said, uh, if I'm gonna see if this works, then I'm gonna really work it. I'm gonna give myself to it and see what happens and see what God does. My favorite part of that video, and I'm absolutely serious, Doggo, is when you said, uh, Doug was preaching and I tuned him out. <laughs> oh, dude, but for real, because you tuned out a sermon and started experiencing God. And it's such a good reminder for me that nobody, none of you are ultimately here for a sermon or for songs. Those things are useful, those things are good, but those things are means to a better end. Do you understand that? They're means to a better end, experiencing God. We believe every human being is made daily to experience God, that's number one. Number two, I'll fly through these. The next part is find family. Every human being is, you're, you're a community being designed for community, made to find family. Look at the next part of that Ephesians text. We, somebody say we. We don't play the major role. If we did, we'd probably go around bragging how we'd done the whole thing. This is a, uh, there's God and then there's us, you guys. We have way more in common than what we don't. We neither make nor save ourselves. We are in this together. You did not save yourself and you were not made to follow Jesus by yourself. You're created for family. The main way that we turn a crowd into a community at Red Rocks Austin is through groups. Now, I mean, you can find community and family on Sundays and our sports leagues and through serving and leading and everywhere, absolutely, but groups is where we believe real life change happens. And so in the spirit of stay in the loop, I'm gonna tell you this, never, ever, ever give up on Christian community because I'm telling you, statistically, your circle might just be the reason you are still following Jesus or not five years from now. 
We don't ask ourselves, who's gonna take the limo with me? I'm asking, who's gonna walk to the bus stop with me when the limousine breaks down? I think of the, the paralyzed man on the mat in Mark chapter two. Don't ask who's gonna join you on a friendcation to Cancun. Ask yourself, who's gonna rip a hole in a roof to get me to Jesus when the storms of my life hit? Stay in the loop, get in a group. And I just realized that was an accidental rhyme. Stay in the loop. Get in a group, stay in the loop, get in a group. Group launches January 31st, show up and sign up. If you tried a group before and it didn't work, I'm telling you, like try again. Do not give up on Christian community. You don't give up on food because you have like one bad meal. (laughs) Why? Because you need food. You need Christian community. Try again, stay in the loop. Work it, and it will work. We also want you to discover purpose. We want to help you do that at Red Rocks Church. Verse 9, God does both the making and the saving. Making. God is the maker. You are made. You are a direct product of his genius and brilliant creativity. He creates each of us. Another translation says we are his workmanship. He creates each of us by Christ Jesus to join him in the work he does. There's a reason you're alive. And maybe you're just here today to hear me say that to you with so much confidence. There's a reason that you're alive. You're not a mistake. You're not an accident. You might have surprised mom and dad. You did not surprise the Holy Trinity. There's a reason you're alive. I've heard it said the two greatest days of your life, the day you're born and the day you find out why. You were made on purpose for a purpose. And the reason we created Grow that E talked about in the welcome is so you can learn about our church, but more importantly, so you can find your space within it. Find out what it means to become a leader here and live out your purposes with your God-given gifts. Grow is your starting point to discover how God made you and what he made you for, the good works, the calling, the purpose that he has had set in motion and prepared for you since before the foundations of the world were even formed. Discover purpose. And then finally, you were made to go and lead and make a difference in this world, in our church and in this world, making heaven more crowded and earth more whole. Here's our very last verse in that Ephesians 2 text. The good work that he has gotten ready for us to do, for you to go and do work that we had better be doing. When you practice your purpose within the four walls of this church, whether it's the worship team or creative team or production or hospitality, parking, cafe, kids rock, leading a group, so many more ways, you are helping us build your church, which is a big deal, but maybe even more importantly, you are prepping and readying yourself to go and lead out there and build the church with a capital C. We are a kingdom-minded church church at Red Rocks Austin, and we are not in the business of tasking volunteers. You need to hear that. We are not in the business of tasking volunteers. Our heart is to discover, develop, and deploy leaders out there because that's what the world needs. Why? Because you are God's plan for the sphere that he has placed you in which means there is eternal significance to every single part of your life. You have a purpose waiting to be activated by the way you go and the way that you lead because God does not live in buildings anymore. 
because Jesus is back from the dead, which means the spirit of the living God is now alive and at work within you, which means you didn't show up to church today to the presence of God. It means you actually are the church and you just showed up to a gathering today with the presence of God. And when you leave here, you'll take the presence of God with you. And the more you begin to realize how real that is, the more this kingdom this kingdom fire that's in your chest will start to burn brighter and hotter until you become so inflamed and passionate about making heaven more crowded and making earth more whole. And you come alive, your giftings and your purposes getting fanned into flame. Imagine a city full of Christians walking around with passion to be alive, knowing I am made for a city like this, it's not an accident I'm alive in 2021. And I'm psyched for whatever God has for me today. I'm walking in my purpose, regardless of what my job is. A job is what you get paid to do. Your purpose is what you were made to do. Going and leading is learning how to marry those two things together, which means you're not just a barista at Summer Moon. You are the lead pastor of Summer Moon. You are going and you are leading because you bring heaven with you when you leave here. And people experience it when they're around you. That's, the, that's what makes this whole thing so crazy is we create a space for people to come and experience what God thinks about them here. But you have God in you, which means people, your coworkers, your family, your roommates, they have the opportunity whether they know it or not, to experience what God thinks about them by reading the Bible that is your life out there. And confidently, I can say, in the time that we've all been alive, the world out there has never needed that from Christians more than they do right now, amen? Will you guys stand up? We made these uh, four kingdom concepts a loop. You see in that circle right there, that blue, yellow, green, red. We made, it, we made it a loop because you don't just experience God, find family, discover purpose, and then go lead once or twice and then hang up your jersey like, ah, oh, yeah, I experienced God. I have a story to back it up. Yeah, I tried a group. Yeah, I did that. It was cool. It didn't work. Yeah, I discovered my purpose that one time as if it doesn't, change with you as you change and as you grow, right? Oh yeah, I led that one time. I'm kind of in an off season right now. No, these four things are a loop that you were made for with no off seasons with God. In that loop, staying in the loop is where abundant life is found. You get one life and one story to write with these four kingdom concepts. I'm telling you, these are the ingredients of what Jesus talked about when he said life and life to the full. I think you need some more same old, same old in your life this year. I think you need to get caught in some good motions this year. Stay in the loop, remain in him, trust the system, work it and it 
will work. And as you do that, watch heaven break out in your life like the song we're about to sing. We, we pray and sing for revival in our city all the time. There's one prereq for that. There's one thing that has to happen first. And I, I, I don't know, um, but I, I would be willing to guess by and large, Christians in Austin, Texas, maybe this hasn't fully taken place yet. Revival in the hearts of Christians in this city. That's where it begins. And then as an overflow, we take it to the city. So Lord, have your way. Heaven break out. Lord, send revival and Lord, send it now in our hearts today as we remain in him, as we stay in the loop, as we get in the word daily, as we pray daily, as we day stack those things on top of each other and do what we do so we can watch how God responds as we collect firewood in our hearts so the Holy Spirit can come and light that kingdom fire in your chest louder and hotter until it burns to see heaven made more crowded and this earth made more whole. So God, we love you so much. I pray, Jesus, that heaven would break out in every individual heart in this space today. God, would you awaken, however you have to do it, awaken whatever parts of our souls are, are, are yawning right now. God, would you give us a passion for the same old, same old, for going through some good motions, for remaining in you, for sticking it out, for playing the long game, for, for being committed to growing over time. God, would you give us fresh vision? Would you give us systems for our lives? We love you so much. May your name continue to be glorified in Austin as we move past year two of our church. In Jesus' name, amen.